Welcome to Hawks and Lavender Rose, a heart-centered podcast dedicated to practices of authenticity through a foundation of love and honesty and a commitment to personal growth. Now, here is your host, Shauna Gulbrand. Hello and welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Wherever you are in the world, whatever it is you're doing, whatever time of the day or the night that it is, my hope is that you are happy and healthy and moving towards something that excites you. Earlier today, I was out on the rail trail in Wyndham. For those of you who are in the southern New Hampshire area, I took a long walk with a good friend of mine. It feels like we walked 10 miles, but it was probably two It was so nice to be out in nature. The leaves are falling. So as we were walking on the rail trail, it was just that that sound that the leaves make when you're walking through them. And at one point, the wind blew and all these leaves were just falling around us. It was so beautiful out there today. If you can get out into nature... Give yourself the gift of taking a walk or taking a bike ride, a jog, whatever it is. Get out into nature. Breathe in the healing elixir of nature. Okay, this podcast today is going to be about some inner child stuff, which, surprise, like this is so front and center in my life right now. I'm doing more and more inner child work as the days go on. Last week, maybe, I don't remember when it was. It doesn't really matter when it was. I did a video and posted it on Instagram and Facebook about an aha moment that I had in regards to some inner child work. I am re-watching, or actually listening, I am re-listening to an online class that I took some months ago around the inner child archetype. When I first listened to this class, it this part of it did not hit me the way it did last week when I was re-listening. And maybe perhaps that's because I'm now open to it um, because I've done so much inner child work. Anyway, I was talking about the paradoxes of the inner child archetype, which are responsibility and play belonging, and independence, innocence, and maturity. The part that really jumped out at me was the belonging versus independence. I have yearned to belong for all my life. As I continue to recognize patterns within myself, it's becoming easier to recognize patterns within myself. When I look back on my life, there have been so many moments, and and I notice they're still happening now, right, because it's a pattern that I haven't fully healed and released, so it's still happening. But I notice how often I have felt that yearning and that need to belong. And up until now, I have been approaching it from an adult perspective. And though I have been able to find some balance between it, it still happens. 
and it can happen hard. As I approach it now from a child's perspective, I'm finding it easier to recognize and heal. My yearning to belong, what does that bring me? What does your sense of yearning to belong bring you? For me, it's a sense of safety and security. It's a knowing that I matter, that I am appreciated and loved, that someone wants me. I'm important enough to be wanted. When I do have that feeling of belonging, I can relax and I can trust. But then something happens. I have developed since childhood deep insecurities and often, right, because you hear me talk about the patterns, often seek validation from everyone but me. I look externally to belong, to get the green light, to say that's okay. I'm not going to go into that. I'm going to do my best to stay with the belonging. What happens is I easily feel rejected and abandoned when the people in my life fail to live up to my perceived expectations of them. I panic even though I don't, I don't acknowledge it as panic, that's really what it is. It's that fight or flight. So I panic internally, and then I lose myself in attempts to elicit a caring response from other people. I cling. I become increasingly preoccupied with the relationship. And I end up composing, some of you will get this, those of you who follow Brene Brown, I end up composing many SFDs. For those of you who do not know what that acronym stands for, it is Shitty First Drafts. These are the stories that we tell ourselves in our head. And boy, can I make up some great stories. And I find that the more stories I create, the more I feel abandoned and rejected. So what happens is I'm in this relationship with someone, I give it a whole lot of meaning, and I get that sense of belonging, and then I look at them to fill these needs within me, and then when they're not filled, I go into this panic mode, and I become clingy, and I can't imagine life without them, and I then I'm victimized, and so on and so on. I also notice that I give up my own interests, my ideas, my ideals, and my pursuits in order to keep a relationship. I lose myself instead of losing another or in fear of losing another. I end up losing myself. I ha didn't mention this yet, but the child archetype is a survival archetype. So let's go back to that fight or flight. Again, I didn't realize that up until last week that it was my child who was slipping into fight or flight. It's a survival archetype. 
And in these moments, and there have been a lot of them, I shift into survival mode. I place those needs over authenticity, my own authenticity, and seeing others authentically. I have those rose-colored glasses on. Even though I feel like I've taken them off permanently, they sometimes slip back on. I give, like I said before, I I give relationships, some relationships, um, what I consider too much meaning. And that's some other thing. That's something else. It's another little nugget right there that I need to work on a little further. And I fall, I feel like I fall in love with the idea of the relationship, all the while ignoring the uncomfortable parts. And then again, totally and completely abandoning myself for someone else. It's a shitty place to be. I'm not going to lie. Can you relate to that? Do you often find that you're bending over backwards and compromising who you are so that someone else will stay with you because there's a fear of abandonment? Well, you might not even know that fear of abandonment and rejection. I know I'm not alone in this. So there's that interpersonal conflict. When that interpersonal conflict happens, I go into my younger state. Again, I didn't really fully understand this, and I don't even fully, so that probably wasn't a good word to use. There's more I need to know. I'm beginning to understand this, but I go to my younger state. I turn into the child. So I'm no longer reacting to a friend, but I'm reacting to a parent. And I I know I keep saying this, but the more I'm recognizing it, the more I'm recognizing when I'm doing it, right? So the more I'm practicing and experimenting and dialoguing with my inner child, the more I'm recognizing when I'm in child mode and I'm looking at someone in my life as my parent. And this is huge. This is like, this has been the whole theme of my life. I return to those perceptions, um, expectations, maybe even strategies that I learned at an early age. I become the child. And in these moments that I feel abandoned and rejected, I feel empty. And that emptiness stays until it's filled again. Okay, so what I generally do is then look externally for it to be filled again. <coughs> Excuse me. In the video that I did last week, um, I, I don't know if I mentioned this or not. I think I did, yes. I talked about the use of affirmations and mirror work, and that is something I began back in 2009. And that works for me, okay? It works for a period of time. It helps me through a situation because in those moments, I can fulfill those needs myself. But again, it hasn't been healed. It's over the past 11 years, I've still seen it keep showing up, just like the lessons, right? They keep showing up until we finally fully learn them. So now it's about going going about it from the child's perspe- perspective. So I've looked externally to have that filled, that emptiness filled, 
and my needs met. I go back to the dependence of others, my need to belong, and the pattern starts all over again. So my new approach, my new approach is dialoguing with my child, my inner child, to understand her role in this, her needs, and to be that internal parent for her. So what I've been doing over the past couple of weeks, more frequently, I don't know why I keep feeling the need to say that, because I've been doing inner child work only for about a year, but I feel like it's just accelerated in the past month. I've begun to build an internal support structure. I have daily practices that I use to validate myself. And I'm learning to soothe myself. In my pattern, in my moments of belonging, I can often feel, uh, not belonging, I can often feel victimized. And I understand now that it's my inner child who is acting out and making demands of other people. Not me at 53. Though I'm her vessel, right? She's there and I'm projecting. I'm being victimized. So it's about continuing to build that internal support structure for myself to continue to nurture and love, care for, reparent that little girl within me. It's about becoming the observer or the witness of what is happening, right? So I'm always saying now, get curious. So I'm super curious, but it's remaining detached and watching, observing my patterns of behavior when she's coming out and boy, am I noticing her more and more. And on top of all that is to offer myself and her as much compassion as I can. My goal going forward is to continue and deepen and develop and foster a more meaningful relationship with my inner child through internal dialogue and making my dialogue more conscious and intentional. So that's what I wanted to say today around the sense of belonging. And I didn't touch on independence today um, because that's, like, I love being independent. I don't have a problem with being independent. I do have a problem with being independent when I'm yearning to belong, right? So there's that balance. But today I just wanted to talk about that sense of belonging and the discoveries that I made with the hopes that you might take a moment or two to reflect on your sense of belonging and the patterns of behavior that your inner child might be showing when you're afraid of losing someone, when you're afraid of not being part of a group. I've often said, um, 
do I want to say this? I'm going to say this. I've often told myself, well, first of all, I've often told myself that I don't fit in somewhere. Like I've said that so many times or thought that so many times in my life in, in different, lots of different places. And I totally lost my whole train of thought there for a second. So how's that for authenticity? So <laughs> I'm going to leave it there. And I'm not going to hit stop and I'm not going to re-record this. And as soon as I hit stop on the record, I'm going to remember what I wanted to say. Wait a minute, give me a second. I've often, okay, I get it. I've often said that I don't fit in. I don't belong here. But yet there's that part of me that in certain relationships, many relationships in my life, I have yearned for that sense of belonging. So I've told myself that I'm not supposed to fit in here. I'm supposed to be creating uh, a new sort of world and helping people come to new levels of consciousness. And that might be all fine and dandy and true, but I also need to check in with my child. The fact is, I do belong here. I belong here simply because I'm breathing. And the number one way for me to really feel as if I belong is to be authentically me. To not try to be like someone else, to not try to fit in, to be uniquely and authentically me. I encourage you to do the same. Okay, thank you so much for listening. I hope I inspired you to get curious about yourself and to ask yourself some questions. As you make any discoveries, please, please, please hold yourself in a place of love and compassion for you are learning, you are growing, you are evolving. Be uniquely, individually, authentically you. Express yourself in every way that feels right to you and get curious. Get curious about yourself. Question your patterns from a place of love and understanding, being the witness and the observer. And I look forward to talking to you again. You can find me on social media, Facebook and Instagram, Shauna Gelbrand, or at Life Coach Shauna. Thank you, and I love you all. Mm-hmm.